Welcome to The Lisa Show, where we take a good look at life. Hey, it's me again, and I just want to tell you about something creepy I noticed recently. You know, we're kicking off this series on self-care, and we've been researching nonstop and talking to experts, all of that. So one day, I come across this article titled, How I Got Self-Care All Wrong, 13 Fatal Self-Care Mistakes. (laughs) Fatal mistakes. And I saw that headline, and I knew, okay, this is clickbait. What is a fatal self-care mistake? I mean, that can't be a thing. Putting cucumbers on your eyes sent you into anaphylactic shock. I mean, I was treating myself to a little chocolate. I accidentally fell into a wood chipper. I mean, come on. So sure enough, I click on the link. It opened up to one of those really sketchy websites that redirects a bunch of times. It was probably installing malware on my computer in the background. You know, my kids are always like, your computer's too slow because you keep clicking on this stuff. And I'm like, well, I know, but I'm, no, I didn't. But anyway, sure enough, the article is all nonsense. And yes, this one example stood out because it was very dramatic. But since then, we've been seeing that attitude all over the place. Because for as many blog posts as you can find about how to take care of yourself, there are just as many saying, uh, you're doing it wrong. How to avoid these common self-care failures. You know, there's just this shame about it, which is so ironic, I think. Like, which part of self-care is beating myself up? about self-care. It makes absolutely no sense. So I sat down with the Council of Moms, and I just want you to hear some of this conversation. I'm super excited for the group that we have today. With us, we have... Brandalee Bluth-Streeter. Emily Taylor. And Wendy Marr. Now, if Wendy sounds a little bit different, it's because we are Zooming her in. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of, like, really convenient flights from where she is to where we are, you know. So we appreciate your time. And your voice does sound lonely. I mean, your voice does sound lovely. But I'm sorry that it's over Zoom. But that's why she sounds a little bit differently. Okay, so with all this shoulds, and I think it would be interesting to kind of compare what do you feel like you should do or feel guilty? Because I bet it's different. Why do we feel guilty about it? And how can we let it go? Well, I think self-care, if you think of like magazine self-care, all I'm picturing is sitting in a bubble bath and doing nails, which is great if that's what works for self-care for you. For me, self-care, honestly, I love TV. So (laughs) TV is great for me. (laughs) Reset a little bit. Another thing about self-care that sometimes might feel guilty is it is like taking time for yourself and doing something. And I'm a mom of four kids from adults to teenagers, and they are busy. And honestly, I don't have a lot of time that I could take to myself. So I think that's part of it, too. You feel guilty because... Mm -hmm. You're taking time away from all of those things, too. And you just think, oh, if I were stronger or more emotionally blah, 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 or if I just lived my life right, then I wouldn't need to take this time or whatever. For some reason in my head, I always feel guilty about exercise. Because I'm like, I know it's worked for me in the past. It's got those endorphins. It's healthy for my body. And even if it's a time of my life where, like, I'm sick or I've been overstressed and what I really need for self-care is, like, more rest, right? Mm -hmm. And more like a slower sort of pace. And that's totally appropriate. Still nagging in my brain is like, but you really should exercise. You really, because that will really make you, you know, it has so many benefits and make you feel better. And da 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 da. da, And you, you should really, really. And it's so weird. 
when your brain fights with your own brain, <laughs> it feel it, I never get used to it. It's like I feel like I'm betraying myself and I'm a crazy Leave me alone. person. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking that like ambivalent feelings, like you had conflict inside yourself, like I should do this, but I should, I want to do this, whatever it is. But I think bringing it out into the light, this is, goes for anything that's like stewing around in your head to like bring it out, make it like you can see it and be like, do I really have time? Like, do I want to do this kind of exercise? Because sometimes even the self-care stuff, like Wendy was mentioning, it looks like it should be a certain way. Like, mm-hmm. I laugh. Okay, this is super personal, yeah. but, like, I, I need a pedicure. <laughs> like, I have the roughest, like, crackliest, like, <laughs> whatever. And I just, I haven't made time for it. Like, because that's what I think. Oh, if I was really relaxed or I really had free time, I would go do something like that for myself. But then I was like, oh, every day... I love to take my dog for a walk and I do it because it resets me. Like, and sometimes I do it with friends, sometimes I don't. But there's something, I, I think of it more self-care as a habit. Mm. So what are the habits of my life that naturally help me rather than it being this like, oh, we're going to have a girls weekend in three months. And then finally I'll get to like really like let loose or like have mm-hmm. fun. I like to think of it more like on a day-to-day basis. What's the pattern or rhythm of my life that's going to get me through the next three months? I like that. I also feel what I find challenging with self-care is the expectation, right? I I want to fulfill expectations, you know, in, in my life. So if it's the expectation that I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z, I want to complete that. But finding whether it's a pedicure or whether I like how you refer to it as habits because I have specific habits that are really good for me or my husband has specific habits and we can find our self-care and really, you know, find a sense of like he understands what makes me mm-hmm. happier and I have that understanding for him so that we can kind of be symbiotic. Is that the right word? Yeah, and encouraging <laughs> of each yeah. other because almost like you bypass a, a lot of that guilt because it's like, yeah. no, this person who I love and trust and who knows me the best is saying this is okay. It sort of soothes your brain. Yeah. of like, oh yeah, the team says go ahead. Brain. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it doesn't need to look like somebody else's or like the magazine, but mm-hmm. this is the way my wife feels self-care. So I'm gonna validate her and I'm gonna it's gonna be great, right? You guys, I feel so guilty about the weirdest things. <laughs> Talk about good, let's get personal. <laughs> so so last month I was getting ready for a trip, right? And I got one of those really like fancy they fold in on each other for all of your toiletries and it zips up. Yeah, and I was like, this is great. This is, great. and I'm going to fill this up because yeah. you want to hang it up. And then you've yes. got all your makeup, your skincare, your yeah. toothbrush, your medications, whatever you need are all hanging up in one thing and it lets you stay organized. And then it doesn't have to touch stuff in the hotel room. Mm-hmm. So it's sanitary. <laughs> you guys, listen, I really thought about I'm with this. You. I've it had was very, I mean, $20 on there. Amazon yeah. made all my dreams come true. <laughs> yes. But I was packing for this trip and I was noticing how many like what a lot of people would say is like self-care items, you know, under three ounces, of course, for for, <laughs> flight, travel. for travel, uh, bottles that I was putting in. And I was like, okay, here's my serum and here's my face oil and here's my moisturizer. And here's my sunscreen and here's my eye cream and here's my primer and here's my <laughs> foundation and my highlighter. And I'm not even halfway done. We haven't even got... This is for the face. And I had this, like, what is your deal? Like, 
this Meaning is where like, like, why do you have so many products? Yes, like I felt yeah. guilty about having so many products and I <laughs> stay with me. I thought of my ancestors <laughs> and how they might laugh at me like we remember when deodorant was a thing. Like you need to settle down. Like deodorant is in there, but it's like gotten out of control and it made me think how many sort of self-care like basics like just for a weekend travel have we gotten used to and it, the accumulation creates a lot of pressure and guilt so like for example if you left the house without brushing your teeth you would know right like it would bug you all day long and you'd be like oh i'm so or deodorant right like oh i'm so self-conscious and things like that but where does it end like for me is it like yeah your shampoo and conditioner and hair protectant and gel and like hairspray. And there's a million things that have added up into the way that we live in society and how fancy you want to be. And I like to be fancy as part mm-hmm. of self-care. And there is this like... And that's okay, Lisa. Thank you, Seriously, Wendy. she's gorgeous. <laughs> no, 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 And I'm not that's saying that because okay. in our society, we are set up to fail. This is my, yeah. my big point is, is after I was sort of getting on my, getting on my own case for like, this is a lot of stuff, Lisa. Like, you better check yourself because you might wreck yourself. And then I backed up and I thought, society is telling us at the same time, you need all these products. You need them all the time, every day. And society is also telling us, be the cool girl who doesn't need anything, who just wakes up and just looks like a million, you know what I mean? And doesn't take time for self-care and doesn't, you know, doesn't get her nails done and doesn't, you know, care about a face serum, but also looks flawless and never ages. So it, it's like we are being set up to fail and I feel the pressure and so I feel guilty from both sides. I feel guilty that I'm not the cool girl who likes to go camping and all I have to do is get a bar of soap and a toothbrush <laughs> and put it in the back of my Jeep and I'm the cool and I'm not that cool girl at all. And you then are I, totally the no, cool girl. Not, not that cool girl. <laughs> nope. And then I have all this stuff and then I'm like embarrassed of it even though I do it for me because mm-hmm. it makes me feel good and when I put all my serums on my face and I roll it with my special <laughs> jade roller, I go... Oh, and I breathe differently, and I relax, and I yes. sleep better. So unpack that, you guys. It was a lot. Council moms, help me. <laughs> no, but I think I like what I like what we said earlier, where you just find those things within your day that you're already doing that you know work for you. And for you, Lisa, I've known you forever. <laughs> like my makeup bag is very tiny, and that's okay. And yours is bigger, but that is a daily ritual thing mm-hmm. for you that helps with that self-care. And so it's just fine. It's okay that it's different from somebody else, but I know, but it is just figuring oh. out that guilty part. Yeah. Yeah, where you have thing. that nagging guilt about yeah, it. Of like this is a waste and this is so mm-hmm. But you know what? But I love it. It's but who you are. It's who you are. Don't make yeah, me tell so you the number of lip glosses thing. I have. You she, know, like don't yeah, starting back from like those habits that you're creating and and at least you're not looking to another person and going, I wish I were, I covet this such oh, and such, sure. you know. So your perspective is actually, I think, better than maybe at a younger Brandalee, I was looking at other people going, oh, why can't I look like that? Or why don't I have or that type of philosophy is way a lot more dangerous, I think, than where you're at. I think you're doing great, No, <laughs> And I did not mean this, to be clear, for like, a you know. session. <laughs> yes. Right. But I do think it's we weird do feel that, way. that we yes. all have like a weird thing like, 
who cares if I do this or that? Like, and at my core, I don't because it doesn't change my behavior. Well, and, and you know, I mean, my point being that I think we all have that. There's a negative side to it somewhere, whether you're feeling your own guilt or I'm wishing to have so-and-so's whatever. There's that internal negativity about it. Instead of allowing ourselves to feel the piece of, it makes me feel pretty or it makes me feel good when I do something good for myself. And that should be okay, right? That should be okay. I think what you were talking about is having these conflicting voices. They sound like your own voice inside, but they're actually— have I mentioned I'm a Gemini? Anyway, go on. <laughs> uh, well, I think they're created also from the outside. Like, I just, I mean, I'm 49 and I go on YouTube and the whole time I'm told that I have a fat belly, I have gut issues. Like, every advertising thing that comes on there tells me I'm old. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, and I've chatted again with friends and family about this. It's just like, you know what? I'm going to change some of my habits in my daily life, but some of this stuff, like, it's just not relevant. Like, I I don't want to spend my time and energy. So the self-care part is sometimes just deciding, like, this is what I want my life to be about. Like, I go to Costco occasionally, no makeup on, like, wearing my—like, i just been hiking. I look like trash, and I'm always, like, hoping that I don't see anyone I know. (laughs) But then there's other times where I'm like, if I really want to take care—like, not feel like trash— I, like, make sure I do take a shower, and then when I go, I'm not worrying about it. But I kind of know myself well enough, and it sounds like you do too, like, what would make you self-conscious? So I try to do the things that will make me not be self-conscious so I can focus on the things that actually matter. On the people. Yeah, on the people. Like, because for me, I value relationships, right? Like, I always want to connect with people. And for all my routines or whatever I do, I think about it as much as I think about brushing my teeth, which is maybe, like, the, you know— I've got a dental hygienist here. I was yes, going to say careful. like 20 seconds that I brush my teeth, but I brush my teeth for a lot longer than that. Uh, two minutes. The, two minutes. the, the appropriated yeah. the two and a half. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Two I, minutes. I, I, and that's about as long as I talk. Like, I don't even think about it because like you're saying, it has become a habit. Yeah. You mentioned Costco. Man, I feel like going to Costco without children is literally a self-care in itself. Like, because Mm. I had those babies and it was (laughs) challenging and they would want this, that, and the other. And even when we went shopping in COVID, I didn't take my kids at all. And I was like, huh, maybe this should be how it always should be. (laughs) No, there's just different ways that can improve your day. Little decisions, right? Little choices that will all of a sudden make your day feel a little lighter or a little better. And that's Mm self-care. I think one thing... I've just been thinking about hearing hearing all of you speak is, you know, part of my my self-care is also realizing how other people's self-care is very different and that mm-hmm. that's okay. For my own children, they need different things, even mm-hmm. though I'm like, don't you want to go and do this? Don't you want to go out and go for a walk? Don't you want to go do this? So I think recognizing in other people what what they want and what we want is different and that that's okay. And it's in that daily, that daily makeup of things we do that help us function is really okay. I remember talking to my dad one time about something he was really passionate about and I really was not. And I just said, (laughs) listen, dad, it's okay that you and I don't think the same and that's all right. (laughs) You know, it was kind of teaching him and teaching me that it was okay that we had different thoughts about it. And isn't that great self-care for everybody that yeah. everybody's a little bit different? Oh, everybody I just everybody had that confidence. A little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what yeah. it means, self-care at Costco means for some people different going things. without 
makeup for some without kids. For me, self-care at Costco mm-hmm. is buying that big bag of the s'mores mix. <laughs> so, yeah, yes. it can, ex- yeah, yeah, express it can itself. Yeah, I was yeah. thinking when— This I- is not an ad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I was just on a trip with my 16-year-old boy, uh, the oldest— boy and then my oldest girl. And I like to go, if I'm on a trip, like especially we were in a, you know, different country. I want to see everything. Like yeah. that for me, go, 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 my go. care is like, I got to get it all in. I want adventure. And my my daughter was so wise that it was night. They were finally on their Wi-Fi and they're just, you know, texting everybody back at home. And she just said, mom, we're not like you. We like, we like, we're kind of homebodies. Mm-hmm. And she's like, go, you go, live your dream kind of. And I was like, <laughs> But it was so freeing to not be worrying about pleasing them while I was doing the stuff that I love, right? That's great. So That's great. Can I bring up something that has changed through my married life for sure? Like financially, what what can we do about self-care when we're in maybe living in a budget? Like in my early married years, we really love to travel, both Mm -hmm. my husband and I. And we want to experience things with our kids and by ourselves, but it, you know, gets really financial, you know, there's a burden there. And so, but you still can make things happen. You can make, you know, and I think that that's really important. Or if you want to get that pedicure and you're on a budget, how can you make it happen and where can you find the resources to get? There's so much on every price point, basically, and you can still make those things that are important to you happen on, even on the Oh, budget. I totally agree with that because like you, I've been through a lot of different lives yeah. and and especially like financially and knowing that and then like thinking back to being like, oh yeah, I remember when I never got my hair cut because I was like, I'm not paying for that. You know, I mean, and it, how like you just shifted mm-hmm. and responding to that as a form of self-care, especially if you're worried about money. And I am always yeah. worried about money and always worried about budget. And so, I mean, I remember where there were times where I would just like be physically upset over our finances, right? And so part of self-care, it really was taking a step back and saying, yeah, paying for this, that, or the other, whatever it was, like a, you know, an extra, you know, a pampering item or whatever was not worth it because of the inner turmoil. Yeah. Yeah. But finding a way, like I I, I like how you put a positive spin on it. There are ways to get around that, right? They're budget friendly and, and, you know, and this isn't like a sort of a prescriptive, like follow these five budgeting tips for the Council (laughs) of Moms. But it's like, oh, if you want to find out and you want it bad enough, it'll show you your values, but you'll be able to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I think back to the days uh, when I had little ones and I've always worked as a dental hygienist. Uh, and I was only working about two days a week. It was not feasible to pay full-time daycare because I only needed them two days a week. And in that financial kind of struggle, I was chatting with a neighbor who was a stay-at-home mom. And she said, you know what? I would watch your kids a couple days a week if you want to take mine, you know, when I need a day okay. to do something. And so that was a way to not only, not only get self-care where I could go to work and be a person but also my neighbor also got some free time by herself because I was able to take care of that. So just a way to have that work financially and have it be self-care for both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was thinking, Brandy when you were talking about also with like, especially in a spousal situation where, or with kids, like their self-care may be very different from yours. Like my husband's totally into golf right now and he wants to play golf all the time. But he'll look at some sometimes some of the things that I'm purchasing that kind of just make my life just a little bit sweeter, funner. And he'll be like, you shouldn't be buying that. And I'm like, 
Oh, are you going to get hey rid now. of golf? Yeah, we I'm not, not going to talk about an expensive <laughs> hobby. Look, look how we all like jump up on that. Give my number. I don't, I'll talk yeah, to him. I don't mean to be throwing him under the bus. Uh-huh. I just no, mean I to know. be I'm saying this idea of it looks different from each person and being explicit about what that means to you. Like for me, the fact that I could have like a little bit of slush fund during mm-hmm. that's not accounted for gives me this feeling of like freedom. So yeah. I and I mm-hmm. need that sense of freedom. And it's mental and it's physical. Yes. I think in talking about that too, it's it's important to figure out, especially the people that are close to you in your life, figure out what their self-care yes. looks like. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because for some people, like inviting them to go to a pedicure, they're like, like your friend Lisa is like, oh, that is like the worst thing. Please and it's don't all this, we're gonna spend all this money on something yeah, I hate. Yeah. And, yeah. So yeah. I think it's important when you're encouraging self-care. Like I think about my daughter that had a baby. I'm encouraging her like. Be sure to take time for yourself, you know, (laughs) but what does that really look like? You have to show up for those people. So for me, that showed up as me going to her house and taking the baby in the wrap and doing her dishes so she could like sleep for an extra half an hour. Like she didn't want to go get her nails done. She just wanted to go to bed. So knowing the other people in your life, knowing what their self-care looks like and how you can support that and show up for them and not just say, hey, be sure to take time for yourself. Right. I'm not going to help you do any of that. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I've my toiletry bag was really full, you guys. And I feel like I <laughs> I shared, love that I, toiletry bag. And I feel like I shared. I'll show you yours you, if you show I, me mine. You guys have got to <laughs> share. Are there any things that you still feel guilty about that, like, you know that you shouldn't or whatever? And what are they? It's I mean, I have a time. lot of peanut butter M&Ms under my bed. Like I the, really the sheer amount of peanut butter. <laughs> and, and I, I cannot get rid of my baby clothes. I, there are just certain baby clothes I cannot. And you know you should, and but I you know can't. I should. It's not rational. I know. That's such and, I, and it like it's like emotional attachment. Oh, yes. I really love yeah. that. Well, though. And my husband's a- just like, what are we doing? <laughs> that's such a good one. Mine is Nordstrom like, Rack. <laughs> Yeah. I'm telling you, retail therapy is a real thing. I love, cl- I like, I love. Well, I not only like buying clothes for myself, but I love um, buying presents. So for me, I love. It's just something I've always loved to and do, and it's a it, good thing. It is a good yes, thing. yes. But I have to like. So, but that has to be balanced. We are friends, right? Emily. I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I really what, think that we should like wrap this up and yeah, go shopping. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy, how how soon can you get a flight? Well, I was going to say, get a grandbaby in your life. <laughs> right. Yes. Oh, yes. Talk yes. about retail retail therapy. therapy. Well, yeah. and, and showing up to Nordstrom Rack with a new purpose, a renewed sense of purpose. Come on, it's cheaper. Than the yes. regular Nordstrom, right? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Price point. We're, we're mad, checking off all the boxes here. Oh, oh man, I love it. That was the Council of Moms. They are delightful. We are so lucky to have them. Now, listen, whatever's in your metaphorical toiletry bag, I hope you'll embrace it and let go of the guilt. Keep as many peanut butter M&Ms on hand as you need, under the bed, on top of the fridge, and in fact, probably keep more than you think you'll need. I think we've debunked this myth of fatal self-care mistakes, but if you think otherwise, you've got to email me because I really need to hear that story. And be sure to catch the rest of this conversation with the Council of Moms because we're just getting started with self-care and there's a lot of good stuff ahead. See ya.
The Lisa Show is a production of BYU Radio. It is hosted by Lisa Valentine Clark and produced by McKay Menden and Becca Hurley and with music and post-production by Sam Clausen. You can find more of The Lisa Show at byuradio.org slash lisa. And you can submit questions to the Council of Moms or chat with other Lisa Show listeners by connecting with us on Instagram and Facebook. Next week on The Lisa Show. I get so red and sweaty when I run. Actually, just when I exercise. And I need to be studied by science for the amount of sweat. I know, it's disgusting. But that when I go to open my phone, my face recognition doesn't work. That's how bad it is. So, yeah. That's next week on The Lisa Show, wherever you get your podcasts.